So we are in the middle of October 2017, which is 500 years after the Protestant Reformation started. Back in the day, Martin Luther clarified the teachings of the church by throwing out all kinds of things that had crept in over time, like tradition. We talked about that last week, where he said, no, scripture alone is the guide of what we do as a church. Next week, we're going to look at sola gratia, grace alone, because it's God's grace freely given that saves us, nothing else. Today, we're going to look at sola fide, faith alone. Faith alone and nothing else, or you can't work your way into heaven. You can't work your way into heaven. That's our basic message today. And that's a tough one, because it would be much more convenient and easier to understand if you could. School is supposed to make things easier with their rules. The kids are not allowed to run in the hallway. They call that speed walk. That's okay. Running is not. They have all kinds of rules. And when you come by there just before the bus picks them up to bring them home, you have hundreds of kids sitting on the floor, their legs crossed in the hallway, just because the rules say so, for crowd control. Highly regulated place. I couldn't have made it in that environment. They didn't have that back in the day. And they're not allowed to use certain words. Bad words is what they're called. So my son was freaking out the other day. He was totally distraught. He said, Daddy, we're not supposed to say the A word in school. And I said, okay, I can live with that. And he said, but I don't know what it is. I'm afraid I might say it because I have no idea what it is. What if I say it and I didn't know? It's not a laughing matter for him. He was seriously freaking out. Because they're strict with their rules. And sometimes you don't know what you did wrong. Well, his sisters educated him on that one. But there's a thing about rules... If you can't name them, how can you keep them? That is a valid problem, and I threatened you with that test already. So here it goes. Can we get the Ten Commandments together? We heard them earlier. You're not allowed to open your Bible. It's not an open book test. And every person is just allowed to give me one. So if I have that one grade A student who knows them all, you're only allowed to give us one, right? Maybe save your wisdom for last when it gets harder. I took this quiz to a retirement home, and I figured back in the day they learned that during confirmation class. Well, they only got six. Then I took it to church council, where our spiritual leaders are for this congregation. Guess what? How many they got? Just the same six. So you got an opportunity to shine for another five minutes or so until my computer dies. Throw out the commandments, not in order. I'm just happy to get as many as we can. The Ten Commandments. In huh? One at a time, please. 
father and mother. Kill no other gods. Sabbath. Steal. Covet. Adultery. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're better already, so that's good. Combined wisdom. False witness. Eight is pretty good, but we just heard him read to us, right? Well, we have covered already. That covers all the... And time's up. <laughs> so on our time test, we made it to eight. Not bad, not bad. I've seen worse. Okay? So... That tells you something. That tells you that you don't even know what the A word is. <laughs> so you may just fall into that trap. And the way people around here think it, if you violate the commandments, you're going to hell. So that's your good news for today. Okay, okay. Maybe I'm coming back. Maybe I shouldn't end on that note. You need to know your stuff. And maybe we're not too good at it. But where do you put your trust? Do you put your trust in your own ability that you know your stuff, that you can do it? That's the American dream, right? You can do anything you set your mind to. If you set your mind to living in a, God's, in a godly way, well, you would learn your Ten Commandments and do something about it. My own ability could save me. Or do you put your trust in your own resilience? Because, I mean, we've been through much worse. I know people that grew up in the Great Depression, that lived through. I know people that lived through two world wars, and they're still kicking. Hey, that's resilience. If you got that, nothing can break you this day and age. Do you put your trust in your own goodness? Because, I mean, we're all generous givers. As I drive in the car right now, the NPR fund drive is on all the time, and I listen faithfully to just asking them for, for them asking for me for money. And I still listen, and I still give. I'm such a generous and faithful person. There must be some good in that, right? No. My own ability my own resilience, my own goodness, they don't count. We all fall short. The Ten Commandments are really not there to be kept. They're there to remind us that we fall short. Because you can't keep them. You cannot not covet. I mean, last week, when the Astros weren't on top, we did covet. It's what we are. 
We're sinners through and through. We're sinners through and through. There's nothing good about us. We will always fall short, and our ability, our resilience, and our goodness will not bring us to heaven. And Martin Luther reminds us that faith, faith is that which brings us to heaven. Faith is trust that God's goodness is bigger than our messing up. Faith is trust that God's goodness is bigger than our messing up. We will always mess up. So that question, what must I do to enter heaven? A young rich guy asked that Jesus once. And you know the answer with the needle's eye and the camel and it just doesn't work out. Your greatness, your ability, resilience, goodness. You can't make it into heaven on your own. And then other people again asked him, what do I need to avoid that does not please God? All the do-nots from the Ten Commandments and many more. Yeah, that doesn't get you into heaven either. Well, if I can't work my way into heaven, can I at least be a good Christian? What must I do to be a good Christian then? Well, I hear that word a lot. When people figure out I'm a pastor, they talk about their friends and family members. Yeah, he's a good Christian. And they think that means something. And I'm trying to challenge them, then what does that even mean? Probably I don't ask those questions in those situations, but in my mind I ask myself, he's a good Christian, what do they mean when they say that? that does that mean that he does certain things, like going to church? Does that mean that he doesn't do th certain things, like drinking or cussing? What does that mean... Does that mean that he believes certain things? Like the virgin birth of Jesus? Does that mean that he doesn't believe certain things? Like subordination, that Jesus and the Holy Spirit somewhat weren't as much God as the Father? Does he have a good theology? Does that mean that he loves a certain way? One man and one woman? Does that mean that he does not love a certain way? That he never got divorced but really kept to that till death do us part? That he dresses in a certain way? That he speaks in a certain way? That he looks a certain way? What does it mean that he's a good Christian? That he is, does, feels, and thinks in a way that is comparable to me? Ouch. That's probably it. Usually, a good Christian, people would call the guy they like. That is like them. Because we all want to be a good Christian. People use labels like that to either say you're in or you're out. You're on my slash God's good side 
or you're on my or God's bad side just because you do or be or want this or that. Faith alone is not that. Faith alone tells us quite the opposite. Faith alone tells us that we're all sinners through and through. The law promotes, promotes faith that way. We're sinners through and through. There's nothing good about us. And whatever we like about others, let's not pretend God thinks that's important about them. We may like it, and that's okay. But that's not God's standard. Faith is trust that God's goodness is bigger than our messing up. Or as Martin Luther famously put it, be a sinner and sin boldly, but believe and rejoice in Christ even more boldly. Amen.